Oh, child. I was just sitting here judging myself like a motherfucker. Damn, I was sitting here probably like for 30 minutes. Like, being very, very critical of myself. Ooh, child. I had to pull myself out of that. For real. I think what started it is... I was thinking about somebody, and then I was uh, caring about how they perceive me, and then that made me fall into the emotion of being critical of myself. So, I got out of it by realizing that I was doing it. Because it's like when you're being critical of yourself, you have the tendency to really believe it. But when you think like above it, you will start to see like how harsh you is with yourself. I guess you got to kind of see yourself as like if you were somebody else. Especially if you was, like, somebody that you admire. Like, think about somebody that you admire. And ask questions. Like, well, if this person did this, like, would I judge them as harshly as I judge myself? Hmm. I mean, shit, for me, it really do depends. Like, like it depends on what the fuck it is. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe that's not even a good example. Because, shit. Oh, that's, okay, I think that'd be the hard part. Is that some things that you might be critical about. It could be true. It might be something that you need to change or acknowledge. Um, But eventually you need to fall into compassion for yourself. Because sometimes in that space before that, I'm kind of, I will, I can get into the space of feel like I was stupid because after it happened I recognized how stupid the decision is but in the moment of making the decision I wasn't yet to that awareness for that particular incident so that's why you have to have compassion because you didn't know then what you know now. So, and I do know that sometimes we make repeated mistakes, but if you look closer at the repeated <clears throat> mistakes, um, look for the differences in the situation. 
because it could be a similar situation, but the lesson that you're learning within it is a different point. Like, <clears throat> trying to give an example. Alright, let's say that you always choosing man that is not good for you. Now, the universe could just be keep putting you in that situation because it's what you need to learn about yourself, love yourself. So, the first time that you in it, like let's say that this guy cheated on cheated on you a bunch of times or whatever, and you know they wouldn't change but you kept hoping that they would and stuff like that you stayed in there for a minute and then when you finally get out that situation heal from it then you might know like well i'm not gonna deal with a guy that cheat on me but the real point is not even about that. The real point is, like, why did I allow myself to be treated like that? Like, that's usually the real point that you're learning. And you might go through similar situations, but you're learning something different of asking yourself, like, well, why I let myself be treated like that? Why did I let that happen? You know? Because it always, it is like, it is a reason. And a lot of times I think people are afraid to like face that reason or whatever, but you get used to it after some time. Just do it. Just do it. And, you know, the programming and shit got us so messed up in the head because I was coming to the awareness today, like, I incarnated to be a healer, you know. But I always knew that. Since I was young, I just always was confused of how I should do it. I remember when I was a kid one time, and my dad, he was sick. And I don't know, I heard somewhere that plants create oxygen. <laughs> and he was, like, stuffy. So I went and took all the plants in the house, which I'm realizing, like, I couldn't do that now. I don't keep plants like my mama kept plants. My mom, like, my mom always have a plant a couple of them she always been a plant person when we was younger she had a garden at one time and she had a cart a garden in the hood you know and the soil in the hood is really not that fertile she had to make it fertile so my mom she she got a real green thumb like that's really her thing I want it to be my thing because gardening is so beneficial. 
or whatever. But I never really had a green thumb. I don't know if I had the patience. Because once I had my own apartment, I was trying to grow shit. Like my mom, she would keep like a farm or something in the house. Something that don't grow no fruit or nothing. I don't really like that. I like to have something that grows something that I can eat. So, on my balcony, I had some okra. I had some tomato growing. But the damn squirrels would keep, like, eating my shit. Oh, they hurt my nerves. I'm so, I can't stand their asses. And... The tomatoes, <clears throat> tomatoes get bacterial infections and stuff quite easily. So, for me, I feel like for my mom, like gardening is more like a, she could look at the plant and tell what it needs. For me, I think gardening probably is going to be something that I'm have to learn. And then once I learn it, then maybe I'll be able to connect with the plants in that way just to understand. But they're going to have to be like a learning experience. But I don't give a fuck because I'm going to have a garden one day. It's some shit I want to grow. But I'm into fruits and vegetables, shit I could eat because that just makes sense to me. <laughs> That just makes sense to me. Like, that's kind of the only reason I want to garden. Like, I don't be keeping plants and stuff like that. I think I'm going to get into it, though. I keep saying I'm going to get, like, a farm or something, but... Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. I remember this Scorpio woman... She gave me this pretty ass aloe plant. <clears throat> and it was like so unexpected. Oh my goodness. I hope that she just understood me because I felt like with her, there was a lot of times that I looked shady. I really wasn't being <clears throat> like I went to this festival with my home girl and at this festival they had ayahuasca it was like some type of hippie-ish type festival like everybody walk around and they would tell you like oh I love you and stuff like that uh, people was like sleeping in tents and shit like that and it was only like one nasty ass porta potty i just knew i wouldn't be able to do it i hate porta potties i hate them i hate them i hate them so much like i think i'd rather go in the bushes than to go to a porta potty for real so when i was at this festival because we was planning on staying for like three days and I was like, bruh, what are we going to do? Like, but oh my goodness, the heavens own bless me. Because 
the Scorpio lady was there. I met her at another ayahuasca ceremony. So, <clears throat> damn. So, um, her and her husband was there, and they had a RV. They had a bed. They had a shower. They had a toilet. They made that truck durable for me because I didn't think I was going to make it through the whole three days with that nasty porta potty. And I never used it. My homegirl ended up using it. Po thing, po, po thing. Okay? Because. Hmm. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it. Because, you know, at this particular ayahuasca ceremony, which was her first ceremony, and it was my second. And we was both struggling. See, ayahuasca is something that you take, and it's supposed to take you on, like, some spiritual journey. Like, people who have PTSD um drug addictions and stuff they would come and drink it and then they would feel like heal afterwards and have a different perspective so either way you're going to have the experience that you need to have at that time some people their experiences just be so out of this world like they get their whole soul snatched out of their body and they get thrown up in the cosmos and they will see all kinds of stuff, you know. And then some people, they will have like milder perspective changes and stuff like that. So mine was mild the first time, but it was powerful for me. <clears throat> um, I was just feeling gratitude. I pretty much cried. It was an emotional thing to me. And I that was my experience, which was powerful to me. But I didn't get snatched out of my body and stuff or whatever. Because I felt like at some point, something was trying to pull me out. But I wasn't like on that shit. Like, I just, I don't be doing all of that. You know, and I remember telling a group, because they was asking me in my experience. And then when I told them that part, they was like, you should have let them take you out of your body. And I was like, well, I didn't. You know, but I know gratitude. And that gratitude changed me. <clears throat> it slowly started to change me. Since I knew how to feel gratitude i knew how to find gratitude in everything and that started to change me but i still struggled like there was a time younger 20s or whatever i was very chaotic <clears throat> i was very chaotic i was very wounded but year by year, 
I did better. And I went through those cycles and I completed them. And um, healed from most of them. Some of them still linger. Not a whole lot, honestly. Like, the only one that linger is the one with my family. But that just happened in 2020. I don't know how long that shit gonna take to get over. But it's taking a minute. But... I ain't gonna sit here and fake it. I could be like, you know, I'm trying to let that go. But I know what it feels like to really let go. And it's a process. And I know myself. Some things I just heal super slow from. I've been through that process before, but I did heal from it. And some of those things that I healed from, it took quite a bit. Like, some shit had to change for my ass to be like, okay, I'm healed from this. Some shit had to change. Well, some of that shit, some shit had to change. Because my, I would be stubborn as fuck. I would really be like, nah, this some fucked up shit. I don't give a fuck. Like, nah, this person don't get my forgiveness. If I see them, I might cuss them out. Like, mm-mm, nope. I just, um, mm-mm. But then there would be a situation that happened that changed things. And then there was actual healing. So, <clears throat> like, either an apology or something, or a life lesson or something, some form of understanding, some form of something. And then, once that happened, I'm hella chill on it. Like, when I'm really healed from something... I'm really healed. It's cool. I guess there are some situations that I didn't get no resolution. But I healed from it and understanding certain things. Like the person that I was in a relationship, the narc or whatever. Um, Well, something did happen. I got confirmation that, nah, this dude really got issues. I'm not just being bitter. This nigga really got issues. Because I'm telling you, narcs will have you thinking that you the one who tripping. But what happened is that the girl that he got with after me, he did her exactly the same. Narcs have patterns. Narcs leave trails of tears, okay? They will have victims. So, and I just, because I could see myself in her, 
turn this off. When she called me and she was like, you know, I never felt so insecure in my life than when I was being with him. She was like, I ain't never felt this low in my life. And I was like, I understand. And I told her she need to get away from him because he a narc and he will suck you dry. But I think he found out about that conversation and then turned her against me because later she texted me out of somewhere because I moved on. And I was like, cool with her and everything. And, um, I was telling her, like, I'm with somebody now. I was with my husband. I'm with somebody. And it's like she was mad about it. She was like, how could you move on after being with somebody like him? And then I was like, well... He don't control my life. Like, I had to take my power back. I never heard from her again. Never heard from her. She was friends on me on social media. And... I don't know if she unfriend me or what. But... Anyways, and yeah, but in the beginning of my relationship, um, the pain of the narc still lingered. It lingered for a minute, and I felt like it strongly influenced the first year of marriage for me. Yeah. At this point, I wasn't in the relationship with that narc for a minute. It had to be like over a year. But the pain, like he hurt me in ways I ain't never been hurt before. I ain't never been play with that emotionally to that extent before. So like I still was understanding and stuff like that, but I think like the first year of the marriage, I was more critical because I was afraid of being in a relationship like that again. So like, like I would feel unsafe at that time that would have been with anybody.
so and then after some time I just started to understand the connection of things because I completed a few cycles where I knew how it is to be hurt or devastated by something and then go through all these lessons within that situation and then healing from it. You could smile about it. You could laugh about it now. It ain't something when you think about it hurts you still. It ain't something that you cry about still. If you have something and you still think about that situation and it hurts you, then you still healing from it. Don't try to trick yourself in thinking that I did that with the narc situation. He emailed me the first year. Um something And he was able to upset me. So, damn, like, when did I really get over that? Um... I want to say like it was like 2020 almost. It was, no, it was before that. Um, But it might have been. I started to really understand like what that is. Um, I'm kind of want to say like even watching this whole Alihio thing help me to heal from it even more because it's like being able to see it you could understand it a lot better and it helps you to understand your own situation with an art so I give him that by him displaying him being a narc and his abuse to those women. Um, it did trigger something in women who uh, went through that situation before. It could be sadness, 
um, compassion, empathy. I mean, it's different from women in different stages. Like, you have some women, they probably still in a narc relationship. So they look at this and be like, the ones who be like, um, well, they must be happy if they choose to stay. Like, they must like it. But sometimes those the people that never been in a narc relationship and might not quite understand what it is to be in that position. So, but it just, you see how the way they operate. And once you are aware to something and you see like clear signs of what it is, it's almost like being educated on narc behavior and what it does to you. At least that's how I seen it. So, because I'm really, I'm only going to watch something if I feel intrigued by it. And for me to feel intrigued, I got to feel like I'm learning something. That's why after some time, I was like, you know what? I ain't reporting on this shit no more. Because there's nothing else you could learn. The conclusion of that is that for one, we all in our own spiritual um, battles, and but everybody have to fight for themselves, for their own souls. It also started to be discouraging because you've seen in a lot of ways that nobody really care about black women being brutalized because it's true that if they was white women, Alihio probably would have been in jail, but he could disrespect and do whatever he wants to black women and get away with it. So, just made you realize a lot of things. And, but at some point, they was open up to an awareness of what they do and it's up to them to choose better. And they didn't. So they just gonna keep living in that hell loop and you just can't learn nothing from that. Sometimes people get so caught up in their hell loops that they might spend the rest of their lives in it. But when they um pass away and stuff like that, they will understand. They will know.
that's all. So at a point, it's like you're just looking at souls that are crashing and don't know how to stop. And they live in fear because usually it's um, self-hate and fear that keep you in hell cycles. But, you know, it's levels to it. You know, you have to, like, it's levels to the hell and stuff. Like, um, when you come to the awareness of something and you choose to heal, you might have to really give up something. <laughs> you will really have to change. And sometimes people create whole empires around hell. And if they choose to change, they will have to lose that. And they don't want to give that up. And people like in this society think that, why would they, especially if they gaining something or whatever? But they suffer for it. They suffer for it. And can't even take that shit with them when they die. That's what I'm saying. It ain't worth it. But people be really feeling like it is, you know. People be really feeling like it is. But then there are other layers and stuff that you know because everybody's decisions have to be what's best for them like I understand when sometimes people have to make selfish ass decisions child I do I understand all of that And a lot of that understanding don't really come from, it comes from observation. Like, the spirit is real simple. It's real simple. We just make it complicated because... Mostly because we disconnected. Or because of the programming got you wrapped up in fear and stuff like that. So they have you going in these cycles. People be in loops and don't even be knowing that they in loops. You know, I can't stand loops. So I get so agitated being in a loop for, for a while. Even more so now. But I notice I eat, when I'm in a loop, even my mind is in a loop. I used to talk about it like in my stories I used to write back in the day. I used to talk about these mental loops. And I used to, I couldn't stand them because 
you will like lose time you will lose time being in it and then it creates this accumulation of negative energy especially if it's a toxic negative mental loop oh child don't you got to get out of those they will make your soul heavy that's the other thing that ayahuasca help i said this a million times is because afterwards my soul felt light and then as the world started to put weight on my soul again i started to really recognize what it is because i could feel the weight so and then i started to pay attention to times that i release weight times that i free myself so now when i make decisions it's kind of like is that shit gonna make me heavier like you know and if it's heavy then how long is gonna be heavy because some things is an investment so then i think about the contract that i'm signing with this person being like hmm I think about the time and stuff like I think about the alternatives or whatever so I make decisions based off of that nothing is gonna be perfect nothing okay It could get close, but nothing's going to be perfect, you know? It's give and take to everything. So, you want to learn about that? Go listen to the chicks chicks that talk about um, hypergigamy. That's a whole type of energy, you know? But... when you listen to them love for them is very contractual and stuff it's almost like listening to lawyers talk about this shit like oh you want my feminine energy but you have to provide this and this and that and a lot of times um you have to uh also support like their success and everything but some of them talk about like as in dating up which they are talking about dating a man that has status or could hook you up with connections that could provide financial wealth for you and everything like that um a lot of them talk about femininity but it's kind of like in a shallow way they talk about dressing feminine keeping yourself made up um because this is more attractive to high status men i can't sign up for that shit like that shit would just make me so damn heavy i just can't even i can't even i can't even like first of all 
I guess I rather I don't care about money that much. Like I know that sometimes it sound like it cuz I talk about it. But nah, I really don't. I just care about security or whatever and um see all of this it's like all of these people are trapped in like some type of programming or whatever because everything is so black and white everything is just like so like it's not even about love anymore it's about what I can gain which I do feel like a little of that should be in your relationships as in like who you could progress with I think that and also I don't want to have to be keeping up with a dress code because a lot of times with when I hear the hyper gigging me women talk they do talk about a dress cloak like a dress code like um you should keep yourself made up and did up and stuff like that because you know it, it attracts them and stuff like that and no I don't think that I could even keep up with that because I'm hella tomboyish I am I prefer comfort over like a lot of things um Sometimes I feel beauty in having hair on my legs or my imperfections or whatever. So I want to be loved like however I am. And also, I don't want to spend a lot on clothes because it just don't, it don't feel good to me to spend a lot on clothes and I care about security but I'm not really looking to gain wealth I just want to be able to have enough to do things that I want to do so I guess I'm just more simple in a ways but see what I I never like judge I kind of really understood their point of view, but I had met a hyper me woman in person, and that taught me a lot, because at first, I have some of those same philosophies and stuff, because, simply because it's not that um I want like a dude with status and stuff like that. But I want somebody that could take care of themselves. I want somebody who wants to be a provider. It just, I learned that's a good quality to have in a man, especially in society today, in the programming and the way everything works and stuff like that. 
you know, it just, it's kind of like a safe bet. It is, but I kind of feel like everybody should be making their own money and doing whatever feel best for them and whatever relationship they have. I feel like, man, I don't give a fuck about all that shit. I really just want simple things. It don't really take a whole lot for me to be at peace. And I think some of the things that do bring me to actual peace don't exist within these programmings that I see have a name to it. Because I want something deeper than that. I got to be loved deeply, okay? I got to be loved for my spirit. Like, and if you love me, you should want to treat me nice. You should want to take care of me. You should want to look after me. You should want to make sure I'm okay, and you should love me however. Because that's what I want to give. So I want to give that. That makes me feel good. To treat somebody like that. So, um... And that's all I really want. I want to be able to enjoy life with you. I don't really need like a whole lot. Because you could... I want to be able to enjoy life with you. Even if one day something happened and we ain't... We broke. And I want to be able to enjoy life with you then too. Like, no matter what happened, because nothing is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed, so anything could happen. I want to feel like I could go through anything with you, and we could get through it. We a good team. Like, we will build each other up. We will understand each other. We will be open with each other and honest. Those things that I need. So I met a hyper me woman. And she was married. But, and she was a Capricorn. And she was married to a Scorpio. And he was going to school trying to complete some type of degree, but he just couldn't pass this one class. Now, it's this one school out here I see people go to. It's overhyped, and the way that I hear people talk about it, um, it, don't do it. It ain't worth it to do it to yourself. But 
And also at this particular school, if you was to go to another school, you can't transfer none of your credits. So you basically a slave to that school. You gotta finish your degree there or you won't have no degree. And if you go somewhere else, you will have to start over. That's so, I would have never signed up for that. Cause the school seemed really cool. You know, they got all this high tech shit or whatever. But nah, the classes are overpriced. The system is elfed up and flawed. It's designed to keep you stuck and spending all that money and getting into debt. And all the careers that they have is pretty oversaturated. So the likelihood of you making a lot of money from it, that's going to be enough to pay that, those student loans. Um, it's very small. So, I ain't want to tell her that because she was from a whole different state. She was from California. And he wanted to go to this special behind school. He couldn't pass this one class. I mean, and he was taking it over and over again. And in the meantime, she was making money. like, But she said she was able to get high paying jobs she had that type of skill like in management people wanted to give her promotions Capricorns are some good workers like for real nobody would give you the type of quality work like a damn Capricorn I'm telling you man and they don't even be trying that hard. It just, sometimes it's just like the way they carry themselves. And people just be like, oh, you seem responsible. Let me give you a raise. Let me make you the manager. Or uh, they would do some shit like just come to work on time. I struggle with that. <laughs> I struggle. I was like... Coming to work on time always been a struggle for me. Especially if I start to hate the job. Child, I'm telling you, if I really don't want to do it, it's like I literally can't. It's the weirdest thing. <clears throat> like, I would start calling out to work and shit, and... Like, I literally can't do it if I hate the job. I will quit that shit before finding a new one. I did that before many times, and I was okay. <clears throat> Sometimes I'm like, damn, how I was okay. But I did okay. When I had my own place, apartment or whatever, I paid all my bills on time. And I was barely making nothing. Like, at that time in my life was kind of like unbelievable. 
I paid all my bills on time. I did not collect any debt and stuff like that. I still was having fun with my daughter. Like, we would go to, like, theme parks and stuff like that. I would get the tickets, but I might find them on sale or something like that. So... And I was staying in a rich neighborhood. I was just able to find some cheap-ass apartments in it. It was a rare find. Like, people didn't even know about these apartments. I never heard people talk about them. So, it was rare. Today, those apartments aren't even there anymore. They bulldozed them down. And um, build some very expensive, fancy apartments there. But, damn. So, that was a whole experience. I do be blessed. I do be blessed. Can't even front. So, I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta make decisions that are best for you and your well-being. And you can make the best decisions out of knowing yourself, being real with yourself, be honest, you know. But have compassion. Love on yourself. And feel like you deserve the best. But be realistic about it, you know. Nah, not realistic. Wrong word. Um... What I'm thinking about is actually um, damn, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like sometimes people don't know what they truly want. So I guess just like making sure like is this what I want? I guess if you ask yourself why do you want it and be extremely real with yourself, then you would, that would help a lot. Ask yourself why do you want this? And ask it a few times, like ask why, answer that, and then ask why to what you said. So, but why? So ask why, then but why? But why? I don't know. That just, that works for me. That helps me. 
So, but don't get stuck in no mental loops. I guess in the past when I was talking about mental loops, I was thinking about, um, they will be like negative. I think I already talked about this. You know what? I'm tired of talking. Stay blessed, y'all. Thanks for listening to me. And yeah.